cities of the state. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, October 7th, 2021. We got a big show for you today. We're doing a Q&A. We're going to do a little bit of covering this complete anti-science lunatic over at CNN. Before, before I do anything else, I have to address something, okay? Because yesterday on the show, uh, I compared Rashida Tlaib, one of the members of the squad, squad. This is a, you know, chronic liar, evil, bad, bad woman who basically admitted masks are nonsense. She only does it uh, because, you know, the Republicans are standing right there and they might expose her bullshit. Uh, I compared her to a cat. Okay, I said she was a C word. People were freaking out and then I said cat. And we looked in the comments and I looked in my email and I got a lot of email yesterday, a lot of comments, people saying, Dave, you're too harsh on cats. Not all cats are evil. Not all kitty litter causes women to go insane. There are nice cats out there. Maybe you should get a cat. You should spend more time around cats, et cetera, et cetera. So I talked to the team about it. And we thought we'd go and adopt a cat and we'd have a Reuben Report cat. So I went to the local shelter yesterday to pick up a cat. We actually took some video. Hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, kitty, kitty. Yeah, sorry. Cats are insane and they make people insane. I don't know what to tell you. We didn't take that cat. We did not take that cat. Uh, okay, as I said, guys, we got a little video from Leanna Wen. She is uh, one of the chief uh, medical correspondents on CNN and she's just a complete maniac. We're gonna get to that in just a second. Then uh, we are doing a Q&A and we got dozens of questions submitted at rubenreport.locals.com. Before I get to any of that though, let's play that cat thing again. That was kind of funny. Hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I mean, Clyde would not have been happy with me if I had brought that monster back home. And that's obviously not an old internet video from 20 years ago. That clearly happened just yesterday. Uh, guys, let's talk about Uprising Food for a second. You know, you all know how much I love food. And for those of you who have been tuning into my show over the past couple of years, you know that I've had various guests who've talked about how our food system is fundamentally broken and making us sick at scale. Fortunately, the people at Uprising Food are fixing that. Uprising's mission is to liberate all of us from a broken food system that's stealing our health. They've cracked the code on healthy bread. We received the starter bundle and David and I ate all the bread soon after it arrived. A little cream cheese, a little everything seasoning, not bad. We were really surprised that the bread that is this healthy tastes this good. With only two net carbs per serving, six grams of protein, and nine grams of fiber. Uprising Food covers paleo to clean keto to simple low carb, to high fiber to dairy free to grain free lifestyles. All Uprising products are baked with real superfood ingredients, almonds, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, uh, egg white, psyllium husk, and olive oil. Uprising has absolutely nailed the taste factor on both their sourdough-esque cubes and the crunch factor on their newly launched Freedom Chips. Love that name. Which tastes like those old school rye chips that you dig. Uprising is offering our listeners $10 off the starter bundle. That includes two superfood super super cubes and four packs of Freedom Chips to try. Go to uprisingfood.com slash Ruben and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G food.com slash Ruben to get 10 bucks off your first purchase of the starter bundle. And now back to me. Okay, so look, CNN is a propaganda network. Uh, 
I don't even know who they're working for at this point. Maybe they're just trying to make everybody dumber or more afraid or just glued to the television because everyone thinks the world is ending and they've got to keep them in that constant state of panic. But they've got this woman, her name is Dr. Leanna Wen. She is one of the medical correspondents on CNN. She's one of these people that they bring on probably once a day to scare the hell out of everybody. And she's really sort of just the worst sort of authoritarian lunatic. Her pedigree, by the way, she is a former uh, Planned Parenthood president. Okay, just saying. Uh, She's the current public health professor at George Washington University, as I said, a CNN medical analyst. Well, now, Listen to her talking about you dangerous, dirty, scary, unvaccinated people. Canada just issued a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for anyone over the age of 12 traveling on a plane or a train. I mean, we've spoken about this idea before. I wonder what's a better strategy, playing to someone's fear using that kind of marketing campaign we just showed or making the vaccine a requirement for more things like traveling. Should the U.S. be more like Canada? Yes, we should. We really need every tool at our disposal at this point. We've already tried incentives. We tried outreach and education. We should continue doing that. But at this point, vaccine requirements are the way to go. Vaccine requirements in workplaces, as we've seen, have been very effective. And I also think that for domestic travel, for interstate travel, for planes, trains, interstate buses, things that are within the jurisdiction of President Biden and the federal government, I really do think that it's time to put those requirements to. First, it's going to make plane and train travel a lot safer. But also, especially with holidays coming, it will be a powerful incentive for people Mm -hmm. to say, look, you can stay unvaccinated if you want, but you're not going to be able to travel to see your family. All right, Leanne, when just real quick, just go fuck yourself. You're not telling me who I can see and when I can see them and I can see my family for the holidays and you have no authority over me and you're a ridiculous, awful person. Uh, that's number one. Now we're gonna show you a little B-roll here because she said that uh, you know these planes, they've gotta be safer, the planes. Now we tried to find some information. Let's hear a little video. You, every time you get on a plane, they're telling you they're spraying, they've got that special light. And they're, look, that woman has gloves and she's there's a Petri dish and then there's that thing and she's got a swab. And look at what they're doing over there. These people, planes are very safe. Guys, joking aside, every time you get on a plane, they that's what they tell you. We take care of 99.999% of everything. The air is filtered. There, I can't find any study that is showing that COVID is being transmitted on planes. These are the worst sort of fear-mongering maniacs. And by the way, the host of that CNN show, I don't even know who that is, the way she set up the question was was actually evil. Because in essence, she's saying, what's a better strategy, playing to fear or forcing them to do things? As if those are the two things. All we can do with people at this point, you know, these morons, these morons out there that are dare making a choice for themselves. All we can do, can we play to their fear? Really, let's scare the fuck out of them. I'm sorry about the F words today, Ma. Uh, Let's scare the hell out of them, right? Or, or let's just demand that they do stuff. And then you bring on this maniac, former head of Planned Parenthood, uh, to actually spout anti-science nonsense. The implication being that if you go on planes, that COVID's being transmitted on planes. We cannot find any info on that. 
And buses, they don't want you on buses and they don't want you on railway or anything else. There is something very nefarious with this Leanne Wen woman. Uh, something is not right there. And the fact that CNN is putting on these people to scare the hell out of everybody. And if you think for a second that a year and a half, almost two years from two weeks to flatten the curve, if you think that this has anything to do, it has nothing to do with a virus anymore. Don't you get it? They wanna control every part of your life. Every part of your life. 0.002% of children under 18 die of COVID and they're demanding that all children will be vaccinated too and they won't let you go anywhere and they won't let you get on a plane, but they're doing it for your safety and soon they'll bust into your house and grab you and throw you in a cell and they'll do it for your safety. They'll feed you fish heads once a week and they'll do it for your safety. Ugh, awful human being. Can we show that cat video again just so I'm in a better mood for the Q&A? Here we go. I adopted hey, a cat kitty, yesterday. Kitty. Hey, kitty, kitty. All right, that's better. Uh, let's do a little Q&A. Uh, Bradley says, any chance that Fauci and the Biden administration will follow the science and make an exemption in the vaccine mandate for naturally immune people? No, no, and no. It just has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with science. They simply don't care. This is the beginning of ushering in a social credit system. It's just obvious at this point. What was conspiracy three years ago is obvious now. They will demand that you have this vaccine passport and then they will check, because it'll all be on your phone, what transactions you make, who you talk to, do you show up to rallies, did you say something bad about a good progressive leader, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, if you think what I'm saying is complete uh, conspiracy, obviously I do not. Uh, you might wanna check out my interview with Rand Paul. We taped it yesterday afternoon and went up this morning. We actually discussed that quite a bit and he elaborates on everything going on with COVID and he is a doctor, by the way, so he knows a bit of what he's talking about and he gets really into uh, immunity after you have COVID versus the vaccines. But no, they don't want that. That's why none of this makes sense. Do you think it would make sense a year and a half later to have everyone wearing masks when they walk into malls when you could do a rapid test right there or you could do a temperature check of people? You could also leave people up to their own devices. You could ask people not to come home if they're sick, et cetera, et cetera. Like there is nothing that will turn these people down at this point. Wait, you, can you grab the, uh, the Fauci box that we got? I wanna show a little bit of the Fauci box. We have that Fauci box. They sent us the Fauci box, the big Fauci box that we got. The Fauci box, it's in the other room. The Fauci box, you don't know what I'm talking about. They sent us for the movie Fauci, they sent us a big gift box. There's a movie, a Disney movie about Fauci because this is all theater and they sent us a gift box. I'll bust out some of the nonsense that, that they gave us. Uh, all right, Christina says, my question of the day is what the actual fuck? Well, now I curse three times today. Uh, yeah, I get you. I get you, Christina. Um, everything is just like out of control right now. It, it really is. We gotta find the silver lining. Actually, in my interview with Rand Paul, I asked him about the silver lining part. You know, what, what is it that we can do to, to sort of see that, that horizon where things will get better? And the only answer to that is that, is that maybe you can figure it out for yourself. Like you've gotta, whether that's, whether that's moving, whether that's getting your kids out of school, whether that's starting your own business, whether that's living more off the grid. Like for now, we are just in something bad. The, the, all the stuff that I've been warning about on this show that many other people have been warning about for longer than me, it's all kind of here. We're not in a functioning democracy really right now. We don't have a media that 
checks them. We have a media that actually protects them. That then you throw big tech on top of that, and yeah, it's it's a like a gremlin in water, and it's just kind of worse, right? Like it just is. But the but the silver lining is you can get a lot of joy in your own individual life, and that's what I try to do around here. That's what I think my my team tries to do. Uh, telling my assistant's birthday tomorrow night, we're throwing a party for Helen. I'm gonna be making a freaking I gotta. I got a filet mignon that's probably, I don't know, it could be 12 pounds or something, and we're gonna, we're gonna smoke that baby, and uh, you just gotta figure out ways to, to smile throughout the madness and, and enjoy life throughout the madness. Uh, Moontide says, with the latest restrictions in LA, are you and David finally thinking about fleeing the state of California? Look, everyone keeps asking me, I know you know some of my feelings on this, which is, when this all started, all of this COVID insanity, I said I was gonna, fight for this recall, that was at the beginning when there was a rumor that there was gonna be a recall, then I spent a year fighting for the recall, then I spent months you know, fighting, obviously, for Larry Elder. I don't have to repeat all the stuff about how horribly the media treated him, and, and obviously the recall did not go well. Um, it's hard to paint a version of California that looks good. Now, to bring this to the question previously, it's like, yeah, my own life's pretty good. I stay in my house, I pretty much don't leave. I really don't, David does the food shopping, He's a great chef. We have parties. We have people over here. I've got things that I want. I, I, I got a half court basketball court. I'm happy. Like we're doing all right. I work from home. I've got a great team. Um, but there is a limit. There, there is a limit to living in a place that is so out of whack with your beliefs. On top of the fact, you know, the tax situation, the, you know, you're willing to pay taxes to live in certain places like California, for example, because the weather is really great. You live in SoCal. It's like pretty much perfect. Your proximity to the beach, all that. Um, but at some point, you're just funding your own demise, and that's what it sort of feels like to me. And also, it's not that I think that like communism will be here tomorrow, where they where they really will be like ripping people out of their beds and black bagging them. Although I wouldn't put anything past these nut jobs. It's more that there will just be like this this slow systemic um, crushing of all of the services. Like we will get more brownouts because we won't hire the right people. Obviously the education system is completely corrupt and teaching all the backwards things. Our roads won't be fixed as well as they should be. Like all of the things won't quite work. Um, so the most honest way I can answer that is we're really thinking about it. It's, it's a lot, I've got employees, I've got businesses, like I, I don't know what to do. But I will say one other thing which is, you know, before this recall stuff and everything with Larry and all of the insanity of the last year, and a half, I never really considered myself a fighter. I didn't, like I like talking to people, I like talking about ideas, I don't really like talking about people, you know, I have to make fun of these fools like Leanne Wen, but like, I like talking and, and exploring ideas, that's really what I like, that's what I've done on this show, that's like what I get the most joy from directly, I think, and what, what sort of, uh, you know, um, sparks the most curiosity intellectually for me. Um, but what I realized, I guess, in the last year and a half is that I am a fighter, right? Like, I like fighting with these people. I like fighting for what is right. I didn't really know it, but I know it now. So the idea of just being like, I'm packing up and going, like, it, that's sort of against my ethos. And on the other hand, you don't wanna be the last guy in Dodge. And, you know, when sometimes, sometimes the game's over. And are we at that game over point? So truly, like, I'm, trust me, I'm thinking about all these things all the time. Did we not find the Fauci box? The Fauci box, you know what I'm talking about. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. He didn't see the Fauci box. All right, I got a box in this house filled with Fauci merchandise from, from Disney. 
Yeah, well, we're gonna find the Fauci box, okay. Uh, Dissent says, we talk about all the horrible things corrupt politicians and their celebrity buddies do. We hope that the justice system will step in and prevail, but alas, nothing happens. What do you think our tipping point is? Yeah, so there's a theme today to the questions. Um, What's the tipping point? I don't know that there will be a direct tipping point. I think a lot of people are being red-pilled, right? Like a lot of people, you know, the more the government goes out of control, the more that CNN is exposed as a lying news organization, the more that the New York Times lies about everybody, the more that people who voted for Joe Biden see inflation go up, the more that they see $3.5 trillion is supposed to equal zero, the more they see the border be overrun, uh, the more they see all of the shortages that we're having. I mentioned yesterday, trying to buy a couch right now, basically everything's like four months away. Ah, we got the, uh, the Fauci box, thank you very much. Um, so it's like people are being red-pilled. I don't know that there'll be like a momentous tipping point where things just suddenly magically get better, like something horrible happens and they get better. It's just up to you, it really is. And I know that answer is not that satisfying. And, it's, and especially it's not that satisfying if it's like right now, you gotta make some serious choices for yourself. Like all of these people um, who are confronted with, do I keep my job and go against my own um, philosophy related to my medical privacy? Uh, what do I do if I can't afford to take my kid out of school? I can't homeschool them because I have to go to work. Like we are all being confronted with serious, serious stuff. But what sits with that is then you get to think about your life seriously. And maybe we were all just sleepwalking for these last 20 years or maybe longer in America. Maybe freedom became so ubiquitous and it was so everywhere and we started arguing about minutia that as freedom started slipping away, we didn't see it and now we're suddenly all seeing it. So you got a chance perhaps uh, to better yourself. All right, so what I was talking about here, I'm not making this thing up. I guess you weren't here for this yesterday. Uh, the Disney, which is a giant corporation, uh, they've got a movie about this Fauci guy and for some reason they sent us a box of Fauci stuff. Like if you don't think this is all just packaged bullshit, I've got Fauci in a box, okay? So this is, I guess there's a documentary, it's in conjunction with National Geographic and Disney. It's like, you know what? If there was a freaking pandemic and they were really fearing that everybody's dying, do you think they'd be spending any of their money on their fancy box and let's see what's in this ridiculous box? They'd be putting it all to figuring out how to solve the thing. Oh, look at this. You can get a Fauci mask, that's great. Oh, and a little Fauci fanny pack, that's nice. And Fauci cards, I'm gonna literally vomit. And Fauci chocolate, although this isn't branded Fauci. Oh, and Fauci popcorn. So they want you to have chocolate and popcorn because that way you can become fat and die of COVID. More popcorn, Fauci the book, oh my God. Oh, oh, I mean, this is a, this is absolutely extraordinary. Fauci the fucking candy box. That's what they're giving you. Get me the numbers on on uh, overweight people dying of COVID. They, Fauci, Fauci, you got your chocolate, you got your popcorn, you got your gummy bears and your Sour Patch Kids, and you can put it all in your fanny pack while you're sitting there, you fat freak. And then you can put your, uh, your soda right here in the Fauci, uh, oh my God, and what's this here, Blissy? I don't even know what this is. Scrunchies, a scrunchie? Oh, a scrunchie, you can put a scrunchie in your hair too. There's no business like show business. There's no business I know. All right, let's move on. Uh, okay, we got Ma here, thank you for the numbers. I'm doing live fact checking right here. Models estimate that uh, 271,000, about 30, 
90% of the hospitalizations due from COVID were attributed to obesity. Someone may want to tell Fauci with his popcorn and his candy and his chocolate that obesity has something to do with dying of COVID. And, uh, you know, Disney, like it's, it's theater, you guys. It's theater. What's next? Landon, are you feeling a national divorce? I have this candy all over the place here now. Are you feeling a national divorce is inevitable? Um, Look, I hope not, but I sort of don't see a way around it. We have intractable positions that don't seem like they can be met. You either believe in freedom or you believe in endless state control and you believe in ever encroaching government to decide everything that you do, or you loosely believe in freedom. You, you, you loosely believe that people can make decisions for themselves. You think that humans can't create these systems that know more than humans themselves. Versus more, 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 an expert class and lies and bullshit and control. How do you marry those two things? I don't think you can. So we're at an, we're at an odd moment. And I would say this is probably a, uh, a moment that hasn't been seen in this country probably since the Civil War, right before the Civil War, when there was talk of going to war. North, South, we got problems here, right? And what did Abraham Lincoln want to do? Abraham Lincoln felt that we've got to keep the union together. And he did it. And it worked for about 200 years. Maybe it's not quite working anymore. I don't know. What a horrible thing to have to say. And by the way, if we, if we had some sort of national divorce, we'd end up at war with each other. Uh, mostly because the blue states would constantly be at war with the red states. The red states would say, hey, leave us alone. You know, we're, we're doing our thing. We don't like you guys. We don't really want anything to do. You're welcome to visit, but you can't have all our stuff. But the blue states, which will be failing cesspools of, of absolute garbage, uh, will constantly, well, they're going to go, wait a minute, those guys have money and they're white supremacists over there and we want all their stuff. So then we'll be in, we'll be in perpetual war. So I think we all got to be careful about what we ask for at the moment. Uh, Joe says, what do you think of the long-term effects of the current democratic policies, CRT, uh, mask and vaccine mandates, extreme spending will be? Well, I think I just sort of answered that in the previous question. We may just be heading off a cliff here. You, like, it's just, those two things can't exist in the same system. Like, I want everyone to control me all the time, and I want to be told what to do, and I don't want to think, and I want to be some sort of automaton, versus... I don't know, I don't know the meaning of life. I'm doing the best I can. Let me see if I can figure something out and you know, live freely. Like, it's hard. It's hard to put those two, two things together. Wayne says, $1 trillion coin? Yeah, did you hear about this? The Fed wants to print a $1 trillion coin to like help with the debt. It's all nonsense. First off, they did that in The Simpsons, like most things. They did it in The Simpsons about 15 years ago, uh, like printing one of these crazy coins. But it's like, no coin that you print is worth a trillion dollars. Next question. Uh, Kylie says, uh, no question, just wanted to tell you that I went and got my nails done yesterday and while I was picking out my color, the salon owner was watching one of your videos. You're making a difference in the world, Dave. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for that and thank you, nail person. Uh, WJB says, let's go, Brandon. That's not a question, but I agree. Let's go, Brandon. Elijah says, who would you least like to sit next to on a plane? journey to California, AOC, Ilhan Omar, or the current leader of the Taliban? Um, I mean, well, AOC and Ilhan Omar are obviously worse than the Taliban, so I'll, I'll sit next to that guy. Out of AOC and Ilhan Omar, I mean, they're both horrible. They're horrible. 
AOC, the, the, that shrill voice, and she never stops talking. I mean, I think Ilhan Omar is, is a true, vile person and a, and a racist and is here to destroy the country. But I feel like AOC talks more. And is there anything worse than sitting next to someone on a plane who won't shut up? So I can't believe it. But if I was on a plane back to California and I had to choose between AOC, Ilhan Omar, or the current leader of the Taliban, I'd choose Ilhan Omar. You learn something about yourself every day. You know, you really do. Nate says, do you have any plans for Halloween and what is your favorite 80s horror movie? Great question. So for Halloween, actually, I will be at the National Conservative Conference in Orlando. Uh, and uh, there's a ton of great people that, that are gonna be there. Uh, Peter Thiel is speaking and Marco Rubio is speaking and Ayan Hirsi Ali and Chris Rufo. It's really like an all-star selection of the type of people that I wanna sort of help build a good future with for this country. So I'm very excited. Uh, the event starts on the 31st and it goes to the second. Uh, I believe Peter Thiel is opening it on the 31st. I think I'm closing it on the second, but I'll be there for the full days. Uh, I'm gonna do a whole bunch of interviews there. I think Locals is partly sponsoring the event. So that's where I will be for Halloween. What will I dress up as? That's, uh, well, let's, you know, I guess I could dress up as uh, AOC or something like that. I'll dress up as Fauci and eat candy. Um, my favorite 80s horror movie, by far the original Nightmare on Elm Street, by far. I remember seeing that. I was probably in third or fourth grade. Uh, and I remember seeing it at a sleepover with my buddy John and Ari and just like the gore and Freddy and you gotta bury his bones in the boiler room downstairs and the glove and the sweater. It's just, oh, yeah, I was like obsessed. We were obsessed with Nightmare on Elm Street. So I would say that is by far a 80s horror, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, final question, Naomi, have you noticed Seinfeld is on Netflix? Comedy has returned. Yes, holla freaking Lula, hallelujah. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Uh, Seinfeld's back. You know, Seinfeld was on Hulu for a couple of years. And then I think in towards the end of June, they took it off and it was being purchased by Netflix. Whatever Netflix purchased it for, Hulu's gotta be really upset because people still watch it. People really do watch it. It stands the test of time. So there was like a two month window uh, basic, well, almost three months actually, probably July, August, September, where there was no Seinfeld available streaming. It is now back on Netflix. But have you guys noticed this, that they did something? I, I checked it. We did a little searching. Uh, the quality of Seinfeld on Netflix is pretty crappy. They did something related to like the 4-3, uh, you know, the aspect ratio, whatever that is. So it's kind of granular and it looks really old. So supposedly they're gonna fix it at some point. It looks, it looks pretty Terrible, um, let's see. Oh, uh, this is uh, live chat. So you know, one of the things we're doing now, guys, is you can live chat during the show if you join us at rubinreport.locals.com. So we've got people in there live chatting and Helen, my assistant, is in there talking to people and uh, it's a very fun way of interacting with the show. And I said uh, yesterday that, you know, let's occasionally we'll bust out uh, some comments from the live chat. So shark attack, no, stack attack, says taste that chocolate and candy might be laced with the vaccine. Wouldn't that be something? They sent this to all the anti-vax right-wing maniacs who really love pink gummy bears. And then they put the vaccine in there. Look at all this crap, this crap from Disney. They sent me a box full of crap. Let's give this crap away. 
You know what? If you want some of this crap, I'll give it to Ruben Report community members. You want this crappy book? We'll send it to you. You want the chocolate? I don't need the chocolate. Uh, although Compartes is actually pretty. There's a chocolate store in LA. I'm, I don't know. I haven't been there in years. I'm probably not allowed in anymore, but uh, it is a good chocolate. I don't want the popcorn. Um, this box of candy, like, I don't want it. I'm gonna just send this to you guys. You want a Fauci fanny pack? Like, walking around with a Fauci fanny pack? Pathetic. And a Fauci mask? Fauci. Blech. Guys, uh, my 20 minute interview, we did a little, short little interview with Rand Paul yesterday. It is up on YouTube right now. Part two of my interview with Blake Masters, who's running for Senate in Arizona, is up right now as well. And tomorrow we're doing a, a news recap. Uh, and we got a couple new people we're gonna introduce you to. We wanted to get a few people from sort of different little uh, news organizations that I think are doing nice work. We've got Libby Emmons from Post Millennial. You'll recognize her. She's a frequent guest on uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, my buddy Chad Prather with The Blaze. I've never had him on, believe it or not. And Rav Aurora, who's a young guy writing for the New York Post and really doing some great stuff. So we thought we'd introduce you to some new people. As always, you can play along at Ruben Report. Dot locals.com. And you know what, guys? I'm so fired up from all of this, and we're going to send this to people to, in the community if anyone wants any of this crap. I'm going to get you guys Chipotle today. What do you say? You want, the, you want the extra guac? Extra guac? All right, extra guac for everybody. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.